I loved my job. I loved my team. I loved our clients. I loved the really big, teethy, challenging problems. But a health crisis became a real definitive moment for me. Shake it up, take it down. Welcome to Living Loud, Living Long. We are a peer community for well-living for 50 Up Women that guides you to become the person you want to be. We are where you go to experience and learn how to create your life without limits, a community of like-minded women who want to lead healthy, active, and fulfilled lives in their second act. We provide you with the learning and support so that you can get that healthy, well-living second act. We thank especially all of our patrons who are providing financial support to bring you these wonderful podcasts that inspire you and give you the learning that you need to see change in your life. We also thank our corporate sponsors, such as Team Vivo, who are partnering with us to spread our message and support us in our podcasts and our other programs that we offer to 50 Up Women. We encourage you, if you enjoy what we are doing, if you like this podcast, show us that you like it by liking, sharing, leaving comments about our great podcasts, and donating by becoming a patron on our Podbean account. You can also learn more at our website, livingloudlivinglong.com, and you can become a corporate sponsor or encourage corporations to sponsor our podcast and our other activities for 50 Up Women. Christian, welcome to Living Loud, Living Long. We're a peer community that helps 50 Up Women live healthy lives. And I'm so glad that you are here joining us today, talking about your career switching and your interests and work as an artist after you have moved into a more satisfactory, creative second act in your life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Candace, thank you so much. I really look forward to this conversation with you. Now, over the past few years, you have made a significant career switch from being a senior executive at a billion-dollar financial software firm to being a business school professor at Georgia State University and an artist as well. What led you down these new career paths? Candace, it was one of those life journeys that began brewing several years ago. And I loved my job. I loved my team. I loved our clients. I loved the really big, teethy, challenging problems. But a health crisis became a real definitive moment for me when I started having chest pains at a client dinner. And I had traveled all over the United States to 50, all 50 states visiting clients for years and years and years. And I loved it. That was part of what I loved about financial services and sales and engagements with clients was that 
that travel part and visiting with people. So I'm I'm kind of the person that never tired of business travel. A lot of people do, and 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 it, it just was something that I absolutely loved. But it was that evening in Portland, Maine, when I had chest pains and a near-death experience when I ultimately collapsed at an emergency room door and ultimately had open heart surgery that began almost a two-year time of bed rest uh, because an unknown virus had attacked my heart. So this was not a, a heart problem specifically, but it was because of a virus. And then began my moments of sitting quietly in bed and thinking about, okay, what does this look like? What is the second act? So you asked what led up to it. It was that very, it was a slow process and a very sudden process. <laughs> yes, that, that's a story that's both frightening and very inspiring about how you basically found the silver lining within that challenge and the, you know, the health crisis and how you didn't let it get you down, but you found a resilient path forward and you also put your health first uh, so that you could get to a point where you were able to lead that healthier life and incorporate things that you wanted into your life. So I really admire that story. <laughs> well, it was one of those moments, Candace, where I really thought, actually, as I look back on it now, I'm really thankful it happened. It sounds kind of strange to say that. I would never want to go through it again, ever, ever, ever. But I am thankful for it because it opened the doors to opportunities that I would have never been able to see, grab a hold of, or accomplish without it. That's the inspiring part, even to me, to go, oh my gosh, isn't that crazy to have a near-death experience, but then be able to develop a very satisfying and beautiful life path because of it. That's what catapulted me into Christian 2.0. <laughs> And that, that's a great lead into our next question, because I wanted to ask you what steps you took to prepare for the career change. So it sounds like you gave it a lot of thought, and then you were also putting it in writing, which right. for me, personally, that helps so that I can sort of have that muscle memory of writing it or typing it and then looking that's at right. it, going back that's to right. it. I am a big believer in that. Yeah, there, there are really three things that helped to catapult that change. And one was the time and taking the time. The other is surrounding yourself with wise people who can hear what your thoughts and plans are and help to filter out some of the stuff that needed to stay on the editing room floor. <laughs> mm -hmm. But wise counsel was really the second thing. And the third thing was really writing it down. Well, another question I wanted to ask you is, we've talked about some of the challenges that you were going through, but as you started to take those steps and you started to work towards the change, what did you find was the most challenging aspect of shifting your career onto a new path? It was very challenging because I had spent 25 years in corporate environment very, I, I knew how it worked and I felt comfortable in the corporate environment. And so making a really dramatic shift 
felt like I was diving off the edge of a cliff. And I really felt like I was having stomach somersaults in making that switch. And it didn't end for a long time. It's not like I jumped off the edge of the cliff and it, all of a sudden the stomach felt better. It mm -hmm. really felt like I was on a free fall for a long time, but I just had to keep giving myself time, surrounding myself with good mentoring and good wise counsel and keep the spreadsheets going and keep putting one foot in front of the other. But it really felt like a leap of faith, really felt like a leap of faith. I can relate to that. And sometimes and, it feels like you're not going anywhere, like you're just treading uh, water uh, in the same place. Right? And then suddenly you'll have that move forward and say, okay, maybe this, it, it is working. Uh, but right. yeah, sometimes it just feels so slow that it's hard to see anything. It does happening. feel slow because the minutes seem to turn into hours and days and months. And it really sometimes takes external forces or other people in your life to help you see, oh, <laughs> those things did come to fruition. It felt like forever, but it really wasn't. And so it really helps to sit back and talk with other people and to journal too, to go, oh my goodness. And to read back through your journals and go, oh, <laughs> okay. So I leapt off the cliff. And so then I did start teaching at Georgia State University. That, that position naturally happened, beautifully unfolded at the right time, the right connections. And then I just kept putting the paintbrush on the canvas and those thoughts that I had put in my heart and in my head and the things that I had really been thinking about and doing started unfolding through a, a really, it seemed like a long metamorphosis, but it was through metamorphosis as well. And so both have started to beautifully unfold. And, and I think there's more yet to see, but it's been really interesting to see how that second chapter has started unfolding after a 25 year career in a multi-billion dollar business. Now, you, you did talk about a lot of things that were worked well. Was there anything that didn't work well that you felt like, oh, I wish I did that differently? Candace, Candace, <laughs> we could spend an hour talking about what didn't work. In fact, it's been a journey of what didn't work. Nothing seemed to go right. Nothing. And so right at the end of my corporate career, I'll share this just real quickly. I had, was having a terrible pain crisis because of this heart issue. And so I was in bed dreaming about, okay, what can I do? And plus it was COVID. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I can drive around to forty-eight, the lower 48 states in the United States and fly to Hawaii and Alaska and paint in all 50 states. So I could buy a cargo van, customize it into an RV and go paint in all 50 states. So I was dreaming about this. So I ultimately talked to my sister about it and decided I'm going to do it. It wasn't that simple, <laughs> but I decided to do it. I put my budget together and this was in April of 2021. And we all know that the whole world has flipped upside down since April of 21 and my van that I ultimately ended up buying was diesel. And we know that gas prices have gone crazy. Supply chain went crazy. Prices have gone crazy. And so this wonderful little budget that I'd put together for myself 
I could have just ripped it straight out of the notebook and set fire to it. And Horrible. I mean, just horrible. And I thought about quitting many, many, many times. So it actually, this whole supply chain pricing issue has extended this project of painting in all 50 states far longer than I ever expected to do it. Far longer. I only thought I was going to, you know, van was going to be done in three months. I was going to do it for six months and then sell the van and move on with my life. Well, instead, it's actually unfolded and become part of part of this Christian Palpant 2.0. And the lessons that I'm learning in it, I'm able to share with my students. I'm able to share with you and the people who are listening to this podcast now. And so even though it was really, really hard, I guess, and I'm saying this while biting my lip, I guess I'm, I'm thankful for it now too. I want to turn now to talking a bit more about your art, which we alluded to earlier uh, with some mentions of it. And of course, the painting when you're taking your van travel, you have been able to get a commercialization or taking a financial approach to your art as well, which a lot of people, some people just want to have it be a creative outlet. And that's great. And then other people think, well, could I use this, use my creativity to generate some revenue as I'm maybe semi-retired or retiring, and I want to have a way that I can generate some income. And I know you had gotten paintings on some wine bottles, and you've had success at your commercialization of your creativity. And so I was wondering if you could give us some insights on how that came about and what approach you use uh, towards being able to have some degree of commercialization. There's a couple of things that I would love to share about that. One is I really never painted a whole lot during my adult life. I thought of myself as a very creative person. And I used painting as a catharsis, but I never put time and intention into it. My mother was a professional artist, a professional portrait artist. And so our conversations were always about art. And I spent multiple decades under her mentoring in art, but we didn't really realize that it was mentoring of art and art lessons until I started putting time and intention into it. And I thought, oh my word. I really have had many, many decades of art lessons. I just didn't realize it. But I started really continuing to paint. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to put myself out there. I was really kind of a private social media person at that point. I had a lot of social, I, I had a lot of security settings on my social media. But I decided, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there, see what happens. And I started taking off all my security settings. I started using hashtags. I started really posting a lot more. And I thought, I'm going to really kind of see what transpires from all this. I received an email from a gallery in New York City saying that they would like to talk to me. <laughs> wow. And I thought, I think this has got to be spam There's or a scam. There's no way. There's no way that this is true. And so I sat on it for several days and I thought, well, it probably won't hurt for me just to hit reply and say, well, what do you have in mind? <laughs> and just carefully kind of go into it. And they said, well, this is 
what we have in mind. And I said, well, I've, I, you know, I'll do a bunch of research. And then I went back and asked them 12 questions. And they carefully and very lovely responded to each of those 12 questions rather than just saying, please say our FAQ site on our website. And then I ultimately had a conversation with the director where we really connected. And in fact, I'm getting ready to sign my third year contract with them. And oh, then wonderful. since that time, Candace, I've shown paintings not only in New York, but in Miami and Scottsdale and Sacramento and Paris and Naples, Italy. And, you know, so it's been really a very interesting journey and one that I just keep throwing it out there. I think of it as kind of my way of really sending out positivity to people. Yeah, I put a lot into my paintings emotionally. And some people say, well, how can you part with the painting? I really think of it as giving of that emotional experience. And it's not something I should hang on to, that I really should share it with people. Oh, and you asked about the wine label. The wine label transpired very in a very similar way to the New York Gallery. They contacted the gallery and said that they liked the artwork. And so we started collaborating. Well, we are coming to near the end of our time today, but I do want to ask if you could share one piece of advice for other 50 Up women who are looking to change up their careers. Candace, the piece of advice is probably the Nike slogan, just do it. You can plan until you're blue in the face. You do need to plan. You absolutely need to make your plans and, and go through the metamorphosis process. But there is that point where despite all the planning that you've made, that you just need to step one foot out and lean over the edge of that cliff and then take the other foot off the edge of the cliff. What was the quote that I heard that you can't row to the other shore without leaving the shoreline from which you started? You can't row across the ocean without leaving the, the shore. So you've got to really at some point take the plunge and just do it. I guess it's like what people talk about, about having children or getting a pet or, you know, there's never a good time for any of that. And you've got to plan for it, but sometimes you just have to take the plunge and do it because it will ultimately and beautifully change your life. Oh, that's such a wonderful quote. I just, I, I feel, you know, feel it right in my bones. That's uh, so inspiring and it's true that you you can't change from one place to the other without leaving the shore so I love that quote right, right well thank you so much for joining us today and sharing about how you were able to switch your career and and find greater satisfaction and creativity and shape a life that is suitable and is making you happy and more satisfied with your with your life. Thank you for this opportunity. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I think with what you're doing with Women 50 and Up is really a powerful, powerful community. So thank you for initiating that. Thank you. Looking for a positive, uplifting community for 50 and Up women? 
we celebrate 50 and up women who are living loud, living long, with authentic stories of real people who are creating the life they want, winning athletes, entrepreneurs, and creatives. We are tsunami wiping away outdated ideas of who we are. We give voice, we give visibility, we give community, learning, sharing, changing, vibrant, healthy, strong. If that's you, you belong with us. If you enjoyed our podcast, support our work by clicking like, subscribing, becoming a member of L4 at livingloudlivinglong.com and donating to our Patreon account so we can keep bringing you awesomely inspiring people. See you next month.